Welcome to Leap Into Your Story podcast, where you discover your inner story, break down the process, and meet others who've done it so you can leap into your own story. We interview amazing guests who provide powerful insights that inspire you to get your story told. Be sure to visit our website at leapintoyourstory.com, and while you're there, subscribe and like us via your favorite social media network. Now sit back, get ready to take some notes, and let's get started. This episode of Leap Into Your Story podcast is brought to you by Leap Into Your Story course. Visit leapintoyourstory.com where you have a guide to get your story told. I'm Victoria Anderson, and welcome to the Leap Into Your Story podcast. Discover your inner story work through the process, and meet others who've done it. We interview amazing guests who provide powerful insights and inspire you to leap into your own story. So be sure to visit our website at leapintoyourstory.com. And while you're there, subscribe and like us via your favorite social media network. In this episode, we're going to be exploring the realms of dreams. My guest today is Megan Mary a dream worker, intuitive, mystic, and writer that specializes in the analysis of women's dreams to promote transformative personal growth and enlightenment. She is the founder of the Women's Dream Analysis and the Women's Dream Enlightenment Podcast. Just a little bit about Mary. After being diagnosed with three chronic illnesses, She experienced a spiritual awakening. She now works with women all over the world, offering dream interpretation, transformative journeys, and enlightened guidance. She lives in Idaho with her rock star drummer husband and two cats. So, Megan, thank you. Welcome. And we're interested and eager to hear about your journey today. Hi, Victoria. Thank you so much for having me here. It's a pleasure. That's quite a loaded intro. <laughs> so yeah. let's talk about, I'm, I'm curious, um, you know, of course, about stories. So tell me, tell us all about how this dream analysis journey, you know, what happened with the illnesses and how did that connect to the dream analysis? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when I was growing up, I was always really interested in dreams, and I knew that there was something really mysterious about them that I needed to harness, but I didn't quite know how at the time. And I used to keep a dream journal when I was a teenager and then some of my college, but then I stopped doing it, and I pretty much turned it off and stopped listening. And it wasn't until I became really ill, diagnosed with three different chronic illnesses at the same time and also had some major eye surgery and all that happened at the same time. And I really realized that I needed to do something else to heal myself that was beyond the medical realm, that I needed to do something that was spiritually based. And I started meditating. And when I started doing that, I started receiving a lot of guidance in the theta state And that reopened my dream world. 
And when I started to listen to my dreams again, I realized that there was all this information and guidance coming through that I really needed to pay attention to. And it was basically that that is one of the portals, one of the ways to connect with our subconscious and with our higher self. And that I was being called to spread that word and to do that work. And I wasn't really planning on it. I was in the middle of writing my book, which at the time was really not about that at the time. And I thought, no, I'm not really ready to do this. I don't really want to do that. Um, but it was one of those callings where it was like, no, you have to drop everything and do this and, um, and put aside your, your own fear and blocks about doing it. And when I did that, and then shortly thereafter started my podcast, I really just all of a sudden the world cracked open. And there was just women from everywhere coming and saying, what you're doing is really important. I, I've had really remarkable dreams, or I want to know what my dreams mean. And, you know, how can, how can you help me? Wow. Well, I know we were chatting a little bit um, before we went live about the power of dreams in my life and I would not be here having this conversation with you had it not been for dreams setting me on a course that you know I wasn't really interested in following during my daytime because there's a lot of distractions um, dysfunction sometimes um, you know we like to uh, you know as we were talking about you know be small play small and the dreams really command you to show up. So yeah, I love I love you, how you put that. <laughs> they do, and yeah. it's almost like it's just it's like once you start to listen to that guidance, you can't go back. You can't ignore the information that you're getting, and you can't ignore that inner knowing, that feeling of what you know you have to do, and the fear is is not as great as the drive and the desire and that urgency almost when you start having that spiritual, I call it an awakening, but it's really a remembering right. where you start to remember who you are and what your core purpose is and what that eternal soul part of you is, not the ego part, then you really can't um, delay any, any longer. Yeah, I, I can attest. I think somebody had called it, you know, these dreams that make you drop everything and show up. It's almost, they referenced it like a splinter in your mind. Like it, you can feel mm. this pinging and it doesn't go away until you act on it. And that's what kind of relieves the, the splinter. Um, it finally gives you the relief. And I thought that was mm -hmm. a really good analysis. And I says, yeah, that's ex kind of exactly, you know, you get the annoying, you mm. know, splinter can be under the skin, but it's not going to be comfortable. So if you have it in your mind where you keep, it's like, uh, I keep this thing just keeps, you know, showing up in my head and I, like a song you can't get out of. Yeah. And, you know, until you act on it, that seems to be the trigger point that finally you're like, okay, it got your attention, finally. Mm -hmm. And that's why recurring dreams come back so often. When we have the same dream over and over again, same theme, even though it might slightly change itself, 
because that recurring aspect is our subconscious saying, well, you didn't get it last time. So let me just change it a little bit and see if you get it this time. Yes. And I'm going to give it to you again. I'm going to give it to you again until you start to figure out what that is representing and why that keeps coming up. Yes, definitely. Now, which dives me into the next question, because we're, we're talking about interpretation and maybe analysis. So um, is... Is there a, a set of common, I guess, agreement what certain things mean, or are they very individual? You know, and mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I personally, yeah, I personally feel that they're very individual. So when people look at dream dictionaries and what I used to do, I feel that those are those are a nice aggregation of cultural tropes, of societal and historical and philosophical and metaphysical themes, but they're not necessarily what your dream means, because your life experience is not comprised and compiled from that aggregate notion. It's your, it's what else you have actually experienced. So I feel that each person has basically, if you will, your own dream dictionary in your subconscious, and it's a library of everything that you've ever experienced and it creates its own lexicon, its own language that is unique to you. And so you have to learn to decode that language to understand what those thematic symbols and landscapes represent to you. And that's where we derive the, the true meaning and it's a very personal and customized approach to extract that. Yeah, I think so. And I know personally, I, with some of my dream interpretations, my mother um, was very big into paying attention to her dreams, but I have found out that some of her representations of things that she had were very different than mine. And I actually write about this in my second book, Trial by Fire, because when I was guided by a dream to go to Hawaii, for this actually was my journey to start my first book. I had a dream of a tooth, like a problem with my tooth. And my mom had always taught me when you see teeth that in her dream definition meant death. But in my, my actual situation, I actually had a sinus infection over that tooth and I had to take care of it before I got on the plane. So, yeah, mm, yes. wondering, too, that not only the dictionary, but also maybe, you know, other people's interpretations of those same symbols, we might need to, you know, uh, decipher personally, which they may not translate to the same meaning. Correct, because your experience has been completely different and your, your personal associations and that goes back to the really traditional Jungian and Freudian aspects of dream interpretation, really looking at associations. I mean, our subconscious knows a lot of, a lot of information that it believes to be true, whether it is or not. And that is because of our life experience. And so you can't separate our associations with the symbolic imagery that comes about in dreams. And I feel that they, all that imagery is put together into a story. And our dreams are essentially stories. 
And they're stories that have messages for us, that have lessons for us, much like a parable. They might seem nonsensical. They might seem nonlinear. But they actually are, in essence, spiritual or metaphysical stories for us. And that brings me to another question. What, what are some of the benefits of maybe those stories? Can you share some you know, examples of you know, where it brought maybe some healing, some closure, or something like that? Absolutely. There's, there's so many instances. So one of the things, obviously, is really spiritual intelligence, right? Uh, an access to consciousness where we're able to obtain information and understand things in a way that we couldn't in our waking life, in our beta state. And so many times, um, you know, clients will come to me with dreams that they say, well, I'm not even sure that, uh, you know, that this is worth going over because it seems like maybe it doesn't really have any message and it, does, it doesn't really make sense. And then when we start going through it, they, oh boy, wow, you're really calling me out now. Okay, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that. I didn't think of that. Oh yeah, of course that's what it's about, you know. And then they really start to see, oh, okay. And, and also how they're being portrayed in the dream, how other people are being portrayed, what they're really realizing about this situation. And what I like to call dream integration is that step afterwards where you actually, you get your aha moment, you're able to decode it, you realize that it really is profound, that it's more than you thought, but then what? What do you do with that information? And so what I call dream integration is where you actually go through a spiritual healing process based on that information. So I use a lot of different modalities like uh, affirmations and journal prompts and sound frequency healing. I integrate sound healing as well so that you can transmute that information. So you can transform that knowledge and that wisdom that you're gaining to a place where it actually synergistically starts to affect your life in a positive way. And your perspective changes on your life, which then changes your perspective in your dreams and your dream content starts changing. The more that you start removing the fears and blocks and allowing yourself to get into a greater alignment with your universal knowledge. Ah, excellent. So, well, that's why I'm very passionate about dreams and, uh, you know, interpretation and making sense of all of that in your waking reality. So, mm -hmm. powerful mm -hmm. medicine for sure. So, let's talk about maybe some of your methodologies and you have something called dream mirror method mm -hmm. that you use. Yes. Tell, tell us all about that. Yeah. So after really diving into this myself and studying all different approaches, I devised my own method that I felt was the quickest and fastest way to get to that decoding that meaning. And so it's four steps, memory, mood, mirror, and metaphor. And memory is really where we just remember the dream, which for some people, it turns out, is not as easily said as 
as done. And so remember the dream, write it down in as much detail as you can remember it, which is going to be best right as soon as you get up. Um, also give it a title. So if, you, if it were a story, what would you call it? In just a couple words. And don't overthink that, that part. Um, next is mood. And that's where I have you observe the mood that before you went to sleep, while you were asleep, and then when you woke up, what were the different emotions? What were the range of emotions? Record that in your journal. Third is mirror, and that's really the most important and unique step, which as opposed to a dream dictionary, as opposed to me saying, well, universally, the things that are showing up mean this. Instead of doing that, I try and serve as a mirror. And I try to, through a series of questions, pull out the subconscious associations that you have with the different people and places and situations and actions. And I also look at colors and numbers and the elements and all the different things that are presented in the dream and really decode them one by one to try and say, okay, well, what does this person represent? What does that setting represent? What did that person actually do in the dream? What did you do? How did you react? How did you, you feel? What took place? And really in that process, we start to draw threads. We start to pull it from the subconscious into the conscious. And in that process, many times, there will be a lot of revelations. So many times once you start talking about it, even after you think you've written it all down, you say, oh, well, yeah, it was this, but you didn't write that down. And then you really start to just peel back more and more layers. And the last step is metaphor, and that's where we look at all the things that we reveal in the mirror stage as a metaphor for your waking life. And what can we learn from that parable, from that metaphoric process that then allows us to grow and discover more about ourselves? And so then we take all that information and we integrate it using different modalities to help it really, really achieve a personal transformation through that process. So the, so a dream session is keeping a record of the dream, kind of taking a check-in of, you know, what was going on, feelings or situations before the dream, after the dream, extracting people, places, things, symbology, and then trying to decode that and put it into place to tell a story that needs to be revealed. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So is that would be considered a dream journey or is the dream journey just the, like a bigger version? So versus a session? It is a bigger, it is a bigger version. Yeah. Okay. And I used to do a series of four sessions as a dream journey, but what I've actually changed it to now is actually a 90 day program okay. where I take all of the processes that I've accumulated over my experience and study and put them into a 90 day program of spiritual awakening. And so in that, in that process, you get six sessions, but I actually also supply you with three custom audio meditations 
want as part of that integration and they're based on your dreams. So you pick three of the dreams and we reimagine those scenes and reflect on those using the sound frequency music and visualizations to really help you just transform that dream experience into a seed for your spiritual awakening. So I'm curious with the sound, do you do that? Is that during the waking situation or is that something that they yeah. do while they're sleeping or? You, you could do it while you're sleeping, but it's meant to, to actually be listened to in your waking state. Okay. Um, and the sound frequencies, I like to use the solfeggio frequencies as part of my work. And so there are different frequencies that achieve different um, emotional balances. So some of them are healing. Some of them are freeing. Some of them open your heart. Some of them remove fears. And some of them attract your, your spiritual tribe. So they all have a different uh, modality that they achieve, but they don't really require a lot of efforting because you're just absorbing the energy. You're just listening. And by allowing yourself to attune to that frequency, you're able to obtain much easier that end result. And do they, does it also help with like dream recall too? It, it can definitely because when you enter the theta state of meditation and when you allow it to quiet the mind you're, and you're altering your brainwave state, you're allowing your mind to perceive information that in the beta state is not accessible. And so by practicing those visualizations and those quiet moments, you're actually increasing your dream recall as well because you're opening up your mind to start listening to those quiet instructions and those quiet messages that you might otherwise have closed off and not listened to. Um, in your uh, analysis, do you have you know, women that talk about maybe nightmares or night terrors, um, you know, yeah. how often does that come up? And, you know, what are some of the things that help women overcome that? Absolutely. And because dreams are so emotionally charged, many times those are the ones that they bring because those are the ones that they remember the most because they were so emotionally fueled or those are the ones that are the most disturbing. So they want to work through them and they want to figure out how, how to understand it. And visualizations in our waking life can be very powerful in converting disturbing dreams into something transformational. So by reimagining that scene and then applying a choose your own adventure lens to it, you can actually change the trajectory in a visualization of that dream to something that you desire. And when you do that, you're using your positive affirmations of intention to change what is essentially your subconscious thoughts. And so when you're able to do that, then 
you're giving your mind a suggestion and an opportunity and an invitation to change that mindset. And that can really not only help you understand that dream, but it can help prevent future dreams like that. And it can also present a pathway of changes you can make in your life to resolve whatever conflict is being presented in that story. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Especially with, like, say, nightmares I have. Usually they're about somebody doing something to me that I didn't, mm-hmm. like, take an action where I felt like I should have. And that mm-hmm. tells me I need to embrace my shadow and stand up and don't, you know, don't um, be anybody's whipping person or, you know, somebody says something that was outright inappropriate, um, you know, put down or something that I need to speak up. And as long as I'm doing that, those dreams kind of disappear. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. It's definitely always giving you opportunities right? Giving your opportunities to change for the better. And sometimes when other people appear in the dream, many times they're aspects of ourselves too. So many times we're doing that to ourselves and we don't even realize it. Yeah. And so it's your subconscious saying, stop doing that to yourself, whatever it is that's being done. And many times just recognizing that and realizing that sometimes we can be our own worst enemy. We can be our own worst critic. We can be yeah. Uh, so hard on ourselves more than anybody else to, you know, your, your subconscious is saying, stop doing this to us, right? Um, so that you can realize how you could change your behavior for the better. Now, I'm curious on, on your research because the, the uh, unconscious kind of records all the time. And it's kind of like the... Um, was it the subconscious that gives it the emotion where how it's stored? And it's interesting how emotions create the stories, you know, that, mm-hmm. that get our attention. Yeah, so from what I've uh, researched with a lot of, there's been a lot of laboratory studies where they actually look at an MRI of the brain while people are dreaming. And they've recognized that the logical part of the brain is shut down during dreaming, but the limbic system is very active. And that's the portion of our brain that controls our emotions. And so the emotional part of the brain is just as active as if you were awake which is why it doesn't know that it's not logical. It doesn't know that it's not happening. It's perceiving everything that happens in the dream from an emotional standpoint as if it's really happening, which is why we get that what I call dream hangover where you wake up and you're like all like upset or you're scared and you're kind of like, but no, and and you can't let it go because it's stuck energetically. And so what are emotions, but energy and motion? And so when we have that emotion, it's energy. And that's why part of the transmutation and part of the integration deals with energy. So what is, now that we're talking about the, you know, the hangover, what, what are some of the steps that, you know, help overcome that? <laughs> 
is would it be it's like really, yeah. or you know what are some easy steps mm-hmm. that you can share with yeah. Yes. So yes, journaling is key. And journaling, even if you're not keeping a dream journal, of course, it can be extremely therapeutic. Um, but in terms of the dream record, it's, it's very, very much a place where you can start to decode what's happening when you start to do that. So I have on my website, if you go to my website and you sign up, you get a what's called a dream mirror journal template. And it's basically just a sheet of paper that has boxes for each one of these steps. And it lets you start writing it down in a way that will help you pull out the important elements that'll help you decode what those aspects are. And when you can start to learn your own dream language and you start to recognize themes in your dreams and you start to go, oh, it was that 70s kitchen again it was that uh you know my elementary school it was that old job and you start to see these different threads and placements and people then you start to realize that those things represent something for you and you can um when in in the case of like a, a dream hangover i think one of the best things is to recognize what the decoded message is and then help yourself with grace to try to alter that energy flow. So whether that is any kind of energy modality is great for this. So, I mean, it could be, it could be Reiki or it could be breath work or it could be movement like yoga or it could be meditation or it could be journaling or it could be listening to sound frequencies to raise, raise your vibration. Whatever can help you transmute that negative energy and bring in new energy is really going to help you heal most from that. That's awesome. And I, I can testify to all of that. <laughs> now, I have a question, too. We're talking about about the brain center and the, the emotional part of the brain. Have you had um, women maybe talk about that you know, now that they're doing dream analysis, did they get a spike in creativity or, you know, something renewed? Absolutely. So it, it can be such a catalyst for creativity. And it was actually the, what really what was my impetus for my first novel was an idea that I had in a dream. It was a dream that came to me and I knew I had to write it. And so many famous um you know, artists and musicians and inventors and composers and the list goes on, of course, have gotten all of their inspiration from their dreams. And so it's great for writer's block, particularly if you are stuck on a certain aspect of your story or your characters or your plot. If you really immerse yourself in that, whatever it is that you're trying to get an answer to before you go to bed, And even if you can write down what your questions are, your subconscious is going to work on it for you. That's why they call it sleeping on it, because it allows your other parts of your brain to start processing your question, and it'll go and it'll pull all sorts of information from you for you. And it'll put it into a dream that you might think, well, that doesn't answer my question. I don't understand how this is an answer to that. That's where the dream decoding comes in. Nice. Well, 
since you mentioned it, why don't you go ahead and, and tell us all a little bit about some of your book projects? Yeah. Yes. So initially, the story that I got, uh, I started writing about 10 years ago. And I wrote probably 10,000 words. And then I stopped. And I didn't know if it was going to be a short story or if I was going to ever finish it or really what I was supposed to do with it. But um, it never really left my mind. I started painting images of what I had seen and I didn't know what to do with the story. So it wasn't until I really had this spiritual awakening and started down this path of dream work that the story came back and I started writing again every day. And I started just realizing that it was a story of a woman's self-discovery journey. And it, it really is. Um, it still has some elements of the original story, but it became this completely different story by the time I was done. I was like, this is not what it was supposed to be about. Um, but it really became, you know, a woman discovering herself and through her dreams. And so the dreams were the piece that was missing. The dreams were the part that really came in and became the, the other aspect of the world that I was building. And so in the end, it was kind of like, yeah, as my journey went along, so did the story. And so it really became uh, such a full circle um, thing for me. It still is set at, at Halloween, which is my favorite time of year. And so it very much is a Halloween themed mystery fantasy, but it still also has this subplot of her dreams and really where they were leading her to and then what she discovers as a result of that. That's, that's awesome. Now, were you also planning to write books about your whole um, dream analysis process too? Is that something we can Yes, I really do. Yes. I do want to write a nonfiction book also that is really about dreams in general and my approach and my experience and probably my dreams as well. And so that's coming uh, after I get this one out. Yes. Nice. I'm glad the uh, creative dream and a little fiction in there all flowing through you. (laughs) It's kind of like me. I write it all. So. Well, Mm -hmm. I do have one last question here as we wrap this up. Where can we find out more about you, your uh, dream analysis um, chart or journal template? Tell tell the listeners where they can get that from you. Yes. So women's dream analysis is where you can find all the information about the dream work that I do. And I also have a small author site called MeganMary.com, which will leave you there as well if you can't remember it. So, um, and on the dream site, you can uh, sign up and receive the download free template 
And I also have self-paced online courses on there that allow you to learn the method and practice it for yourself. And you can book a discovery call, free discovery call with me, um, as well as dream sessions. And then, like I had said, I have the 90-day program, which I'm really excited about, and it's called Women's uh, Dream Empowerment Program, because I really feel that dreams are the way to empower ourselves on our journeys and really get to the core of who we really are and why we're here. And so that 90-day program takes you through six different dream sessions and allows you to really experience all of that awakening and your intuition and the wisdom that's waiting for you in your dreams. Oh, fantastic. Well, I think that's going to wrap us up today. I do want to thank you for sharing your amazing insights with all of us. And I want to thank our listeners for tuning into the Leap Into Your Story podcast, where you discover your inner work, work through the process, and meet others who've done it so you can be guided to write your own story. Remember to visit our website at leapintoyourstory.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're there, subscribe and like us via your favorite social media network. We are looking forward to seeing you next time here on the Leap Into Your Story podcast. Thank you for tuning into the Leap Into Your Story podcast, where you discover your inner story, break down the process, and meet others who've done it so you can leap into your own story. Remember to visit our website at leapintoyourstory.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're there, subscribe and like to us via your favorite social media network. We're looking forward to seeing you next time on the Leap Into Your Story podcast.